For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. They can't get them, but you can catch us. It's the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com, where every Tuesday night we chop up the latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective. My name is Tony Dunn. You can follow me on Twitter at Cat underscore Chronicles. I'm here tonight with Cody Lashney. What's up, my friend? Tony Dunn, what's up, brother? It's another Tuesday night. There's nothing I'd rather do than talk some Panthers football with the best YouTube chat of Panther fans that there is. Underground West, Tim Tizzy, Scott Thomas, Trill One, Jake DeLone. We're ready to go, man. Ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. Shout out to Tim Tizzy and people that are in the shindig, right? Um, you can be a part of the show by participating in the chat room, like Cody was saying. The YouTube chat is always fire each and every week. It is one of the oh. best parts of our show, and uh, you can also be a part of the show, have your voice heard by calling into the Cat Calls line. The number is 252-228-5098. Don't forget to subscribe. Go ahead and smash that thumbs up button. Uh, rank us, rate us, review us, say something mean about us. It doesn't matter. Uh, we're trying to grow this Panthers podcast each and every week. We pound it out. Every week, we haven't missed a week since 2013. That's right, 52 episodes a year, even on leap years, we take care of business. So uh, tonight's show, I think, is like the 21st of the season, 2021 of the season, starting over after the Super Bowl. And tonight's show is basically what we talk about each and every single week of my life when it comes to football. Tonight's topic, anything you can do, Cam can do better Yes, he can. Yes, he can. That's Cam right. can do anything better than you. That's right. I mean, he can come on. He, can pro- he Look, he makes a YouTube channel. It's better than ours. He throws a football. It's better than mine. He has, well, I've actually had more babies than him at this point. So right now I'm uh, wanting to, I'm, I'm winning on that one. All right. But uh, he's t- closing in on you pretty fast, brother. I do got to say that. Yeah, you're all right. Is <laughs> that uh, rumor has it that uh, Kia Proctor's pregnant again? I heard, and uh, I think it's Susan. Um, 
Susan Deans, who has been uh, keeping an eye on his Instagram for me on that. So thank you, Susan. I know you, she'll probably pop in this chat room at some point tonight. All right. Uh, not a ton to talk about. Great news there, guys. This is the deadest part of the season where anything that you're talking about now is generally bad news. So uh, the very fact that the list of what we need to talk about in this show in current news is not that great, uh, uh, is not that voluminous is a good thing let's start with this is uh dante jackson we knew he was fast cody but it yes, turns out and look is that we were talking uh we saw ted ginn you brought this up a few uh, maybe a month ago ted ginn was out there talking about how nobody could beat him he would pay ten thousand dollars to race it he would bet anybody ten thousand yeah. dollars so supposedly he he put on this event and uh, and what I assume it was is like a bracket challenge of fast guys in the NFL racing head to head in the forty time, and uh, Dante Jackson had a little something to show him. Yes, he did. And uh, real quick, a shout out to Jake DeLong who said you guys switch sides. Used to see Antonio on the left. Uh, yeah, that is right. I'm obsessive compulsive. I do prefer to be on the right, but uh, we'll let it slide tonight. So, yeah, Ted Ginn orchestrated a uh, event called 40 Yards of Gold. And it, it had a bunch of big-name NFL talent and even some guys that, that are lesser known that you uh, maybe haven't heard of before uh, competing for a million dollars. And how about this? Before I show the clips, Ted Ginn, who was supposed to be, according to him, the fastest man in the NFL, didn't even compete in the competition. So... I don't know if Ted was just scared. Maybe he was afraid the age had caught up with him. I don't know. But uh, our first clip is Dante Jackson going up against uh, John Franklin III, who was a member of Last Chance University, if you're a fan of that, on Netflix. Dante is at the bottom in this clip. He won by, like, Point zero one of a second, so fast. He caught him on the back end. It looked time. like he caught up to him. Just flying, man! Absolutely flying. Apparently, that John Franklin guy ran like a one point or a, a, a one point. He ran like a, a world record time at his pro day. But apparently it was never verified. So that's Dante Jackson just smoking him. Uh, and then in the final matchup of the night, our very own Dante Jackson went up against Marcus Goodwin of the San Francisco 49ers and was just a hair short. Man. That's the loudest clip ever. Dante Jackson has the burners, man. Um, And then when you, you know, he didn't win the whole whole thing, but I couldn't care less, man. And this is part of the reason I'm so excited about Dante in the first place. 
is that, man, he has the ability to run in a straight line that fast. T-Money said he ran a 4-1-9. Yeah, yeah. No, that is – yeah, that's right. 4-1-9. The numbers got messed up in my head. I knew I was saying it wrong, but yes, thanks. That's what he ran uh, the, just then? The guy that raced Dante first. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. that on his pro day, and Dante, Dante beat him. But, yeah, the ability to move sideline to sideline, flip his hips, and maintain that kind of down-the-field speed, man, that's what you want in a shutdown corner, and that's what we have in Dante Jackson. Uh, I'm loving it, and apparently Dante Jackson got a cool $50,000 for his trouble. So, All right, so, you know, and look, first I like to see these guys fly around like that, and I know that – Dante has those types of jets. I mean, you can put Demir Bird out there. He has those types of jets. Curtis Samuel is probably close. My thing here, though, I look at that and I go, if you pull a hammy, bro, <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. going to kill you in your stupid XFL looking <laughs> like competition over there. Uh, I should have grabbed a clip of Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara ran so slow. And uh, yeah, he was knocked out on the first heat, uh, and I forget by who, but that Alvin Kamara got dusted. So, <laughs> all right, so Dante Jackson still fast, you know, Super and and, and uh, you know, I saw Chad Ochocinco tweet about this, talking about how, yeah. uh, and but talking about he's more than fast, and I really I continue to say this is that with that kind of braggadocious swagger he has that type of speed, maybe the budding ball st- instincts is that not only do you, I mean, I think he could be an electric corner, hopefully like Deion Sanders is what is. He's yeah. going to be our next, he's going to be our Deion. But uh, Dante yeah, Jackson, his, super fast. His ability to, to, to flip his hips and stay right on his band, stand their hip pocket, so to say, it's incredible, man. I mean, Dante Jackson might be the most electric player that we have on the team on defense, you know, and that's saying something. So uh, definitely excited to see what he uh, blossoms into. Man. He has the makings of a shutdown corner. All right. Uh, you're listening to C3 Panthers podcast. Uh, I'm Tony Dunn here, and we're talking Panthers football each and every week. Uh, next on the, on the list of things is why is tonight's show – titled anything you can do cam can do better other than us just gushing over cam in each and every week but there's a reason we made this show titled this cody yeah and uh here it is cut more cam newton catching the ball like odell beckham jr turning around one-handed Grab! He caught that with his his ooh. right hand. That, that's, that, that, that's the throwing hand, baby. So, look at this as you see him lift his arm up and back. That is what we want to be able to see him do. Yeah, man. All a motion. lot of good signs here. All a lot of good signs about Cam Newton uh, coming back, looking happy, looking healthy. Maybe feeling better with the team around him that 
uh, arguably has some of the most offensive talent that he's seen and his time as an NFL quarterback or been at the head of second year with North Turner. But this was an, an uh, this was a fun grab. You know, Cam Newton's always likes to do this ever since the Odell Beckham Jr. video. He goes and warm-ups every game, and they do this. But he was running pretty dang fast down that line. He won't just jogging. And yeah. that was a real football. What a hell of a throw. Hell of a throw, hell of a catch. Kelvin Benjamin could never, son. What's good? Uh, you know, uh, Cam Newton, uh, and Tony, I was, I was wanting to ask, ask you this, you know, do you think that it's a, it's a travesty that Cam Newton has not caught a touchdown pass in the NFL? Like we have this dynamic quarterback and we haven't done, you know, any, you know, everyone saw what Philadelphia did in the Super Bowl doing Philly, Philly, and now Baker Mayfield's doing it. Like the fact that we have a weapon like Cam Newton Come on, we have to get someone to throw Cam Newton a pass at some point in time. Let him, uh, let, let him catch a touchdown. Have a, have a receiving touchdown. I feel he deserves it. It's one of those things that you feel like should happen when you see those other guys do it. Um, yeah, I always feel like it's stupid anyway when they run the wildcat and they put the corner the quarterback out there. I don't really understand it to the point. I guess they they do it so you can't substitute defensively at that point, and then the quarterback goes out there and trots down there like a wide receiver, and then doesn't do anything, you know. But Cam Newton actually could be legitimate. He he, I bet you this is I bet you that Cam Newton could be a better have more a better receiving career than Kelvin Benjamin if he's turned over to a wide receiver today. Oh, without question, it could. Uh, but that's not fair. It's not too hard to be better than Kelvin Benjamin. I, mean, I wrote, you said Benjamin could never. I tweeted out Ted Ginn could never. <laughs> yeah, definitely not with one hand. That's yeah. for damn sure. <laughs> um, is is that he? He's a clap and seal when it comes to the downfield ball. Yeah. Nah, he. I feel like he. I've never can't... heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he has gotten better though since he's he was with Cam, and his yeah. his career not only was he the best he ever was with Cam, and then he went and had one good season with the Saints. Um, but he's he's been more uh, consistent it seems like as a New Orleans since his time in Carolina than when he came to Carolina. Gosh, there were so many deep balls that mug dropped, so many. Uh, and the, the sad thing is this, when it comes to Ted Ginn, is I kind of feel bad trashing on the guy when he was kind of, he was a positive contribution to our team. And I just feel like this is that Cam, Cam was doing a lot of that as well. So, I mean, while we continue to talk about uh, Ted Ginn uh, being pretty good when he was in here in Carolina. He was the best he ever was as a football player with Cam Newton. Yeah, so here are a few uh, undeniable truths. Um, Cam Newton reinvigorated Ted Ginn's career without question. I mean, he was bouncing around from Arizona to Miami. He was just a journeyman wide receiver. 
And then, uh, yeah, when and here's something else that's also true, and I've said it before. Uh, we missed Ted Ginn after he left because we didn't have that true deep threat uh, that can actually stretch the field. I mean, our Mike Shula was sending Devin Funches and Kelvin Benjamin on, on nine routes, go routes down the field, just praying that they come down with it. And, and Cam Newton had to make that work forever. And, and, and you know, Ted Ginn was a very important piece of that. 2015 puzzle uh, that we put together, and I'm hoping that Curtis Samuel uh, and DJ Moore can become uh, everything that Ted Ginn was for us, and then a whole lot more. Ted Ginn Jr. is the second best receiver that Cam Newton's gotten to play with so far. Isn't that sad? Isn't that true? Is it true? That, that's on. Uh, yeah. And I mean, don't say Greg Goldson, folks. And I, somebody already wrote Greg Goldson, but that, I don't, I don't think that's what they end. were talking about. I mean, we all love but yeah, yeah, he is. Um, I'm Ted, trying to Greg think. Greg Goldson has been his most dependable weapon. Right. But as far as a wide receiver player, yeah, it's Steve Smith, then Ted, and then a bunch of who fucking cares up to this point. Yeah, yeah, and uh, now you might have some guys that, you know, you put a first-round talent with them, a second-round pick, and maybe explosive. I mean, I guess you could have said that Kelvin Benjamin was the one of the better receivers for a year that he played with. Only eight games or something like that. Yeah. A what thousand. a sad story is that he's not going to he's, he's not gonna play anymore, is he, probably? No. He's, I, I, I mean, who would – if you're a team, would you sign him? I mean – it, I, I haven't heard of him uh, being signed or picked up, and I, I doubt he will. Very seriously, doubt he will. All right, so Cam Newton's pretty good. Oh, is Cam Newton in the video game. Tell us about this video game stuff. <laughs> yeah, so um, I don't know how many of you are followers of Madden football. Dude, I used to play Madden all the time uh, growing up. But uh, the past few years, I just haven't been into it. But um, some, and this was almost my ice up pick, very close. But uh, they have this new thing called a superstar X factor, and it's something that is special to that person that no other player can do apparently. And none of Cam Newton's traits or abilities have anything to do with throwing the football. Not one of them. And I'm just like, well, for a quarterback, I mean, really, it, it just kind of nails home uh, this uh, narrative that we feel is true that not a lot of people truly understand what Cam Newton is as a passer when he's healthy. I do think that if you're trying to say, if this game is trying to be um, up, you know, they like they're supposed to update all these rankings throughout the season. People getting injured and stuff. Um, you know, is that Cam Newton's uh, season last year doesn't lend to him being that X factor of deep ball like we would say in the past or something like that? Right. Um, is and so what we really need is to see Cam Newton healthy with North Turner. And we need like we're not gonna feel good till we see Cam Newton uh, throw that deep bomb. It be caught by somebody and they take it to the house, and then we're gonna pull this tweet back up and say, "Assholes, update the X factor." 
Yeah, 100%. And I even put on Twitter what my recommendation would have been was a trick called Bullet, which means you throw the football, you camp throws a laser right between the numbers of whatever receiver, even if they're not open. So, I mean, fitting the football into the tightest possible window, which is what Cam has been doing for, you know, what, eight years now, with the exception of uh, Ted uh, a few times. So... I felt that would have been a much better one, but apparently the people over at EA disagree, and EA is still a terrible company. So uh, <laughs> they yeah, are yeah, jerks. Don't they own the Star Wars franchise? They do, and uh, uh, they're always rated as like one of the worst, like customer service. Uh, like their fans, even their fans hate everything that EA does. So my uh, wife's like, cousin uh, it got into video game development. He got hired by EA. He moved out there uh, to San Francisco from North Carolina. Um, he was working on that Star Wars game that they ended up scrapping. Uh, oh, okay. The, the battlefield or something like this. And he was, they were almost done with it, I think. Or maybe they ended up still making it. All he did was sound, like foot sounds. Like that was his job is foot sounds throughout this game. But anyway, so uh, he gets married, then uh, goes home and they lay off the entire division. Basically, they're known from what I've heard of is working these video game developers to death and then right and then just firing them like 30 of them at one time. Yeah, so I actually went to college uh, for simulation and game development and that's 100% true. That's what they do. They hire you on, they hire a staff to focus in on individual aspects of building the game and then whenever they're done with you, whenever the game cycle is over, you're fired. Uh, and they'll, they'll, you know, you, or you're laid off rather, and you're, you have to move on to something different. Um, unless uh, they have downloadable content uh, in which they'll retain some people, but for the most part, yeah, the video game industry is uh, not a luxurious one to work in. It's ruthless, ruthless. All right. Very uh, ruthless. So, all in. That's what we are. Yeah. We're all in on the Carolina Panthers. And I would like to remind that Cody broke that the Carolina Panthers were going to be on all in in like December. October. October. Yeah. October. Going way back. We had a lot of suspicions. They have been confirmed. We have a date of July 19th when this 10 episode documentary will debut. Cody, they released a trailer, I believe, this week and uh, or last week. It's pretty exciting. Yes, they did, man. And listen, I, I hope that everyone in Panther Nation is as excited about this as I am. I am pumped for this. I love documentaries as it is. Uh, but, I mean, hell, I, I told this to Tony before the show. If you're us, this is a goldmine, man. We are going to have a 10-hour documentary series about the Carolina Panthers, and we're going to be able to do a deep dive on a lot of information. Uh, but I want everyone to watch this season with us, and here's a little bit of a taste to wet your whistle, and hopefully get you as excited about it as I am. 
how good are the Panthers right now? To me, it feels like this is a team that was built to win a Super Bowl. The band's back. Expectations are high. We got young guys that's hungry. I got my muscles on now. Got leadership, got talent. It's another day to get better, baby. Everything to win a championship is in this room. May sound a little bougie, but you look good, play good. You play good. They pay good. I'm trying to make the team better. It takes balls. That play was incredible. It's shaping up to be the Panthers' year. Man, those first six games. Eight games are going to be so. That's cool. Carolina's done. They expect you guys to roll over. Defy them and fight. Just got to lick our wounds and keep going. Recovery efforts are underway in the aftermath of Florence. What do you do when you go through something like this? This all you got. Strain just a little bit more. But we can't strain no more. It'll all be worth it. Oh my goodness. Gets me goose bumpy. All right, so I know you're excited. I'm excited. I love stuff like this. But, you know, at the same time, I am slightly saddened. Yeah. That at just the uh, the hardship, it's going to be an emotional roller coaster for me this series, and that the excitement is this is the excitement to me is got to do with hey I want to see more about my team I want to see behind the scenes I want to see guys that I used to not really like or know very well to fall in love with them or some aspect about them but at the same time while we celebrate with these players and they welcome us in in that mode I've always said that we celebrate with our team and we feel devastated with our team on this podcast and I'm telling you it's going to be tough for me emotionally watching that and watching the struggles that this team had late in the season after such an optimistic start. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's going to be tough knowing uh, how it ends, you know, and, and, and that we went on that legendary skid. And, uh, yeah, knowing uh, that it's going to be going into Pittsburgh, um, I don't know. I'm just excited, man, because I know how in-depth uh, these other past seasons have gone before. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. So first it was the Cardinals, then it was the Rams, then the Cowboys uh, was the last season. And I'm just I'm pumped about it, man. Uh, I mean, I feel like we're going to get an inside look at a lot of different things. And um, so, okay, I guess this is what Tony and I were kind of talking about a little bit before the show. We're going to upload. So we want everyone to watch this, watch this with us, but everyone's going to watch it at different paces and everyone has different schedules. So we're going to upload video breakdowns of episodes one through three, then four through six, and, and so on and so forth. And then we'll uh, upload that into se- separate YouTube videos talking about all the details of everything that happened in those episodes. And then uh, we'll culminate that in a, uh, a a live podcast where we'll talk about 
pretty much everything that happened and everyone's overall thoughts on the show. Um, it might be subject to change a little bit, but um, we feel that's the, the best way to make all of that content digestible. Yeah, so we're going to have, you know, what we, everybody's going to want to talk about this, particularly as we lead up to training camp. It is going to generate so much enthusiasm for this team, hopefully. But we also don't want to play spoiler the whole time. So that's why we decided that I think it's best for us to do a separate podcast. I mean, it'll still be on this feed. You won't have to subscribe to anything. And we'll just do that. And if you haven't seen the show, and we'll make a playlist of them or later so you can go back and listen to them after you've watched the show so we don't spoil. And, we'll, and you know, we'll tease some little subject lines that are on the Tuesday night show. But, yeah, we are super excited, just like we're super excited to see Josh from MASH in, in the chat room. What's up, Josh? What's up? Everybody, man, Brad and Taylor's in here. Jake DeLome's in here. And I saw it was... Was it, um, who said, yeah, only three. Somebody said this earlier. Maybe it was Mr. Froth said, uh, do you think we'll see any cap this year? My question, what's the over under you see him in the all in series? The over, say that one more time. Like the like. over under of times we actually see Cameron Artis Payne in the show. Uh, I will wonder if we see him maybe like, twice. Like two times? Yeah, yeah, two times. That's what I said. And you yeah, won't even right. know it's him. No. You'd be no, like, who's that guy? He looks like he is a good fella. They're never even going to. Okay, like sometimes when a person comes up, they'll put their name up on the screen so you know who you're looking at. Uh, they're not even. There won't even be a thing where you see Cameron Artis's name no uh, that, that, they're not even going to show his name at, at any point at all uh, under, uh during the season um now captain Munderland, you might see a lot of but cameron artist pain probably not so much <laughs> all right um all right so now actually let's do this real quick before we get into our QB rank, that is going to be exciting. Is are, are it, what's the the storylines you're interested in seeing? So I know we talked about this a little bit before Cam Newton, obviously, and how they handled the shoulder. Um, what prompted the firing of the three coaches uh, around midseason, and um, you know how that came about, and how much airtime did those guys end up receiving? Um, uh, beforehand, so how well will, will we come to know the coaches that were fired? Um, that'll be an interesting one. Um, Ron Rivera and how he handles the locker room during that depressing boy. Slide. I tell you, I was upset because I felt like he was getting beat down in that feeling, but uh, in that part, but he looked pretty dang fiery in that clip. Yeah, he did. Um, and listen, if you believe the players, they all said that they, they never lost faith in Ron Rivera. They never felt that he lost the locker room. And I don't think we're going to call them liars. You know, I, I still, you know, we all have our feelings about Ron Rivera and his ability to change. But, I mean, from, from the looks of it, Ron Rivera has always been a real leader in that locker room who, uh, you know, carries a lot of respect from the players. 
Who ended up playing left tackle for us last year? Remind me. Uh, Clark. Um, Chris, or Greg Clark. Or, the dude off the sofa, man. Uh, Jesus, really? Yeah, dude, we're both getting yeah. old, man. I'm a, no, <laughs> I'm just saying this is, I'm interested. That's to, uh, the, the one, I want to see what they say about Eric Washington and how that demote, yeah. all that goes like but i feel that's just kind of parroting what you said about the coaches but that uh those problems with um khalil was it last that was the year before he had the neck problem yeah that was the year so before. so but his brother uh matt khalil i kind of like to see if if they, what yeah, they, did what they, they ever, how they handle that yeah. Did they ever show him just sitting on a park bench eating popcorn or something? Happy. He's the happiest mug in the whole room all the time. He's the guy that's always happy. Cam over there sulking. Uh, And Matt Khalil is just over there just enjoying his life. Uh, Let's see. Other storylines. I'd be interested. I I think Dante Jackson. Oh, the Eric Reed story. They are going to make a whole episode on that. Oh, uh, there's going to be more than one, man. Remember when you freaked out on uh, Malcolm oh, Jenkins yes. in Philadelphia? Dude, they, they have some content for this season, man. Like, it didn't end the way we wanted to, but a lot of stuff happened. What happened when Devin Funches um, went to Detroit, shit the bed, and essentially never saw the field again? And you saw him that. crying in that video. Yeah, and the, at the end of the uh, trailer, he's on the sideline or uh, on the practice field, and there's a coach sitting next to him, and, yeah, he's, like, upset, visibly upset about something, like crying or something. They uh, left the croutons uh, off his salad. Oh, poor thing. All right. Sorry. All, right. <laughs> All in. I'm excited about it. There's going to be tons to talk about with that. Is, uh, and, and if you don't, first, is who doesn't have Amazon Prime? That's what I want to say at this point. Holy cow, how do you not have Amazon Prime? That's yeah, like crazy. I know. Yeah, it's yeah. like the I, I feel like that that's like having the internet almost now. Jeff well, Bezos is my father at this point. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And you and he does not care about your ass at all. No, he don't give a fuck. There's no uh, there's no college fund. There there's none of that. I'm on oh, my own. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, now, I one other thing about this all-in series, Cody, is yeah. Tepper comes in here. We have a new owner last year suddenly after scandal. You know, the, all the scandal breaks and uh, in the previous with Jerry Richardson, we get this new owner in. There's a lot of buzz. You know, they're going to talk about the field probably. This Hall of he's done the Hall of Honor. He has been drumming up a lot of talk about the Panthers and manufacturing it in a way that we haven't maybe seen the team do ever. Uh, listen, man, uh, I give David Tepper an A plus for everything that he's done thus far. And how about this? We never talked about this on the show. Uh, the new there's going to be a mega headquarters opening up in Rock Hill, South Carolina, a brand new state-of-the-art practice facility that uh, apparently uh, Governor McMaster like bent over backwards for. Uh, that, crazy, man. Uh, he has not stopped moving 
and working. No, he uh, retired from his other business. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he uh, he's essentially now he is the owner of the Panthers. Uh, apparently, he like he didn't shut down Appaloosa, but it's not operating as it was, mm. as far as I'm concerned, or as far as yeah, I've heard. yeah. I mean, is it is. And, and I don't know if you guys saw it. Did you guys see that Brian Strickland's leaving the media department? No, I didn't see that. Yes, Brian Strickland is gone, as well as now we've got changeover in the color commentary booth with Eugene Robinson gone. Yeah. It did not seem like the Brian Strickland move was just him ready for a new opportunity. It seemed like he was let go. So uh, this is the first time hearing about it. I didn't even know. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Bill Voltis moved up to that that position if he's not already. I mean, he's well. They should be expanding that department. They just had you not contracting it personally, but uh, I don't know what the is if that if I'm reading too much into it or if it's just what I'm saying is this is there's been no feet facet of the team that hasn't been altered since David Tepper has gotten here. Yeah, and, you know, listen, he wants his own people. I mean, he wants to put in place people that he knows, that he depends on, that he can trust, that he has had the opportunity to vet and, and put in positions of power running this uh, football team. So, I mean, I, I cannot say that it's unexpected. Um, but you know, I, I think, I think uh, it's more, it's more than I expected. I would say that I just, uh, the fingerprints are in even more spots than I expected. Even if I thought he was going to be an active owner, this is actually the activity you want an owner doing. Instead of an owner meddling in personnel decisions or meddling in the kind of, in the locker room. He's met, he's been a part of the team and he's been involved, but from the side that you expect owners to be good at, yeah. not like a Jerry Jones or a Schneider or something like that. No. So I don't know about you, but my personal favorite thing that David Tepper has done, it's two of them. Um, one, putting the Panther in the middle of the field. I think that's just important in building a culture that's about the Panthers. When you're in Bank of America Stadium, you're in our home, and you need to know it. This isn't the NFL's home. It's the Panthers' home. I loved that move. Um, and also the, uh, the, the, the uniforms. Man, last season they mixed and matched so many different pants and socks. And maybe to other people that's like a little deal. But um, I loved it. I loved how many times we saw the black-on-black uniforms. No, they're not jinxed. I yeah, promise I you. think okay. they are now. No, I, no, I no, love it. I think no. that I, I, they need a helmet. The problem is they're incomplete. They need a black yeah. helmet. Yeah, I, I do think so. I do agree with you there. I do not believe they're jinxed. We just wore them um, in the wrong year. <laughs> when we when, when wear them this year. <laughs> When we wear them this year, uh, we're going to look badass, dirt stomping some fools, and are all blacks. 
All right, so uh, fun fun things there to be excited about. The Panther. I mean, you're going to watch all in. Then you're going to start getting news from Panthers training camp. Then it's yeah. going to be fantasy football time. And before you know it, we will be in the middle of the season, um, kind of scared as each week goes by that we're closer to the end of it. That's always the crazy thing yeah. about football, I feel like, is that the whole year I'm ready for it to start. And then every week it happens, I'm like, oh, God, we're one week close. It's kind of like vacation. When you're on vacation and you start going, oh, we only got three days left. Only two days left. That's how I feel like every week with the football season. It and feels I'm, like, going, like going back to school after <laughs> summer vacation because you're ready to see what classes you're going to have. If you're gonna be with any of your friends in your classes, but at the same time, there's this existential dread. It's like, <laughs> oh, fucking going back to school, and you know it's about to kick up a lot of emotions, good and bad. Um, oh, it'll be, we're gonna be busy. We'll be have a post game show. We got all this stuff oh, going. It's gonna be fun. We'll have the crazy thing is this: if we talk this much when we ain't got nothing to talk about, wait until you give us too much to talk about. Five-hour podcast. Yeah, here it comes. <laughs> All right, you're listening to the C3 Panthers podcast. Tonight's show is anything you can do, Cam can do better. My name is Tony Don. You can follow me at cat underscore chronicles. Cody, where can they get at you on Twitter? At Cody Lack, C-O-D-Y-L-A-C on Twitter. I'll BS with you about anything you want, man. All right. The uh, cat calls number is 252-228-5098. We actually, for the first time in over a year, do not have any cat calls, which is uh, is okay because we are doing pretty good on time here. Last subject we wanted to do, Cody, unless I'm missing anything, is we <laughs> – this happened – this was, by the way, like two months ago. Yeah, Cody, we Cody sends me this. He goes, let's do a QB list. And here's this tier-making website. He sends me this website. He says, go make this. I'll make one. And uh, we'll we'll talk about it on the podcast. And then every week we are about to do it, Jerry McCoy gets signed. Something happens. And the podcast is two hours and 49, 59 minutes long, and I'm like, do you want to do the list? And we're like, well, next week. So we are yeah. here at that week. Cody, let's start with my list. I made my list first. All right. Now, let's do it. Let's um, do it. So what we – this is off of a series of tweets that you guys saw where it did – where it has, like, the quarterbacks ranked as elite, average, better than average, below average – Anyway, um, my QB ranking, I decided to change the format just, uh, just a little bit. And that is, I had a hard time looking at these guys at times and going, um, you know, how do you, how do you call somebody who has two Super Bowls? Like, I don't think Ben Roethlisberger is elite. I don't think uh, Eli Manning is elite. So what I did is I added a couple of categories. I have the guys that there's three in my elite class, and that's Tom Brady, Drew Brees, and Aaron Rodgers. And I think what I the reason I said this is that not only have these guys all been MVPs, but they all have Super Bowl rings. And if anything, Aaron Rodgers is the least impressive of these candidates because he's accomplished probably the least 
Drew Brees only has one ring, though, right? Yeah, Drew has one. Okay. Uh, it's hard to get. It's hard to get. But I also don't believe just getting a Super Bowl championship makes you elite. So, for instance, a Joe Flacco, an Eli Manning, a Ben Roethlisberger. Eli Manning and Ben Roethlisberger have multiple championships. Um, at one point, I would say that Ben Roethlisberger was elite. I would say that Eli Manning used to be very good. So I have a category of used to be better. And in this category, I have Ben Roethlisberger, Eli Manning, Joe Flacco, Philip Rivers. And I, what I, I put them in this category because I think their past record deserves some acknowledgement, not their current play. And then sandwiched in between elite and used to be better is where I have this category of budding elite. Now I'm, I mean, and that is some of this is potential based. Some of it's we've seen. So for instance, a Cam Newton and a Russell Wilson and a Matt Ryan, I feel like we have seen, they've been MVPs. They, we've seen them prove that they're top, top 10 talent. And, um, and then there's this other weird classification, classification of guys for me, like a Carson Wentz, like a Patrick Mahomes, like a Deshaun Watson, and like an Andrew Luck, who have a lot of it there, but haven't put it all together just yet. Or, or we haven't maybe seen enough. So how far on this list so far, Cody, elite budding elite used to be better. Where am I wrong? Okay. You're wrong on Matt Ryan. I you're way higher on Matt Ryan than me, and I'm not just saying this as someone who who hates the Falcons. Uh, I mean, I, I look at it this way, man. You know, but when he was an MVP, he had one of the best offensive coordinators in the NFL, and he had one of the best offensive rosters in the NFL, and put up a ton of numbers. And ever since then, when the talent hasn't been as great, and it doesn't have the offensive coordinator helping him out. He's he's a he's, I'm not saying that he's a bad quarterback, but I mean his his average. I mean in my mind, there really isn't a lot of difference between Matt Ryan and in my mind a Jared Goff. I think there's he just, had forty nine hundred yards. He has not had less than four thousand yards passing in, in since two thousand and eleven. And it's terrible in the red zone. I just think that he's the type of quarterback. If you put pieces around him. He'll make your offense work, but he's not going to extend the play very long. Um, he doesn't have a tremendous arm talent. I, I, I don't know. I just I, I don't see Matt Ryan uh, in that category. Um, he had little, 35 touchdowns last year, seven interceptions. Uh, I felt like he had to do – here is that in 2014 – in 2015, I would not have said this. I thought his career was good, was was trending down. I thought we were starting to finally see that the zebra had stripes. Because I agree, at at one point he was a turnover machine. He liked to, you know, there, there's some different. But the last since 2015, since 2016, he's had three really good seasons in a row. Um, and except for 2017, he went 20 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. He still had 4,000 yards. They were 10 and six. I don't know. Is that I, I, he's been an MVP. He's gotten to the, and he's 
got into a Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, I, I think he's pretty solid. That's what I would say. I would say he's a little bit better than average, or he's better than average. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's like I said, Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl. Okay, everyone knows that Joe, Joe Flacco is not a, a world bigger quarterback, and it is Matt Ryan. But Matt Ryan can get the job done if you put the pieces around him. Um, can we go to the much better list now? Can we go to well? The all right, well, list? just real quick, is this is okay. that anybody else you want to move up or down in my list? Um, well, and that's why I wanted to bring up mine because there's a few of them, but it's for one specific reason. And yeah, I would move. I'd move. Matt Stafford down. Wow. I think, yeah, I, I, I. You put him in the average category. That, okay, let's that, that's let, let me let me. All let right, me bring your down. list up. Let's, let's see, because you up. use different terminology than me. Yeah, I did use a little bit uh, different terminology. So this is my list, and I stand by this list. And I want to start with this. There's a number of quarterbacks that I have not seen enough from yet for me to justifiably say whether or not. They're going to be a, a, a quarterback that can maintain at the next level. That we have not seen enough. Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, all these other quarterbacks, they, they need a little more time. I'm not very faithful in Lamar Jackson, but I put him in there as well. I know. I put him in the sorry category. Yeah, a, a lot of people um, are that not was, very It was harsh. There. It was harsh. But, man, man, they're going to have to do more. There are five quarterbacks in the NFL right now who I know without a shadow of a doubt that if they're on your football team, it dramatically increases your chance to win. In my mind, it's Tom Brady, Drew Brees, and his prime. Maybe not Drew Brees now, but in his prime, Drew Brees was as good as anyone. Uh, Russell Wilson, Cam Newton, and Aaron Rodgers. Um, Cam Newton is an elite quarterback. I'll fight you forever. Uh, and, and and everyone knows that feel that his ability to make plays outside the pocket and his ability to be a run threat, having to be the primary run threat for most of the time here in Carolina. Um, so, all right, let me let me ask you this, Tony. You did not have Cam Newton in that upper echelon in your list. Not why, yet. why did you not have him there? Because he's it's because I need. Um... It's not that what I have seen from him so far disqualifies him. Is that it's the consistency and the longevity that I feel like is you know what I would like I will put Cam Newton as the elite quarterback and he takes the next evolutionary step which I believe he can and that is to just kind of refine the next level of the game. I would say each one of those quarterbacks for at least for Tom Brady and Drew Brees, um, I think we could see this. And that is, is that their career had an arc. It's not been the same throughout. And I don't need him to be the same player. What I just, I think if, man, if, if Cam Newton gets a Super Bowl, I think easily I would say right away that would propel him there. In fact, to me, that's the only reason that Russell Wilson deserves to be there. And that's why I have him in my budding elite is because I think he's really, really good. But I also don't think, 
I think you could put uh, Drew Brees on any team, and that all of a sudden they go from nobodies to great a great team by themselves offensively when he was in his prime. I don't know if Russell Wilson is that caliber of player. Maybe I would even say arguably that Cam Newton is more of the traits to be that than even Russell Wilson. He has had, he had a good run though. He's got Super Bowls. So that's why I'm okay with that there. And Josh from Mass said it's time to bump Rogers, push Rogers down the list. And I'm wondering so, if that's a reasonable conversation to have, because to me, he was the guy for so long. I would have taken over Drew Brees or Tom Brady right away. But now there's a lot of smoke and where there's smoke, there is fire. So we definitely had a bad last season. Um, so this is my mindset. When you have Tom Brady or Drew Brees, you have elite offensive minds that are diligent, they're hard workers, and they know where to go with the football. The next three in my elite category are what I kind of refer to as elite creators, so to say, in that if everything is crumbling around them, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and Cam Newton will extend the play and give life sure. to, to you down. Their ability to evade pressure, their ability to be a run threat, and their ability to make throws on the run I mean, listen, you, you, to the ability that they do it, it's incredible. They're on another level with it. And I, I think all, with, when you look at the amount of talent that Cam Newton has had to play with and how he has been the real primary offensive weapon for such a long time here in Carolina, you and I were just talking about Steve Smith and then <laughs> Ted Grand. You know, Cam Newton has had to do, do so much but so little forever. Uh, Jake DeLome says, stop, please stop saying the B word. Just refer to him as the person who shall not be named. <laughs> Referring to someone whose name sounds like Augusta wind. Yeah. Like a, like a fart in the wind. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I agree with underground West. Uh, look at what Cam has done for years with no help. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's point proven. To me. I now, would say that this is that he, Look, is Cam Newton has at times, I think we've, I've spent so much time defending him and his passing ability. And, and, and then Brandon Herbert, of course, Brandon Herbert's here tonight with a night that we're talking about. I swear I saw him up here earlier that yeah, we're talking he's, about he's, Cam Newton. He's, he's going to be fighting with you over this. And he still doesn't think Cam Newton is a lead. I'm with and, is and this is that well. I think that he is, his head is touched the ceiling a couple of times of elite, but I don't know if it's broken through yet. Had he had uh, had he followed up 2015 with another season that was somewhere in there and it looked like last season was going to be it i would be ready to put him there and that yeah. is the other thing is we haven't seen him be an elite passer yet we've seen him be a good throwing quarterback i think i think there's signs that he can be and i that's why i put these guys in budding elite because i don't think that it's fair to compare Cam Newton and Tom Brady because, one, we have the arc in the entirety of their career, while the other one we're using, we're just seeing such a limited sample set of his actual career. So far, Cam Newton's had immense success, and if he continues to have this success a couple more times and add some uh, uh, more consistency 
offensively going forward, maybe with North Turner, I think he could easily be uh, a lock for that. That's why for me, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to put Patrick Mahomes there yet. I'm not ready to put Andrew Luck there yet. I've seen traits, but the thing is, is Tom Brady's done it for two decades. Yeah, and so I'll I'll say this: as I mean, people hear me talk about Cam all the time. I think Cam Newton's head uh, uh, didn't just bump the ceiling. I felt his head has broken the ceiling. Um, but with, but the amount that he's had to do, I feel like he is an elite passer. Because um, the numbers don't tell you all the truth when it comes to Cam Newton. When you look at what he did going into New Orleans in that football game in 2017 in the playoffs, I mean, that is um, that guy does everything on the highest level. I just think that Cam Newton has already proven himself to be an elite level. Okay, so here's another example. What if Dan- you, I'm ready to say an elite football player, a game changing football player, more so single-handedly than some a lot of other players it's just right. the actual i don't know I, I i feel like i need man give him the ring one ring and it solidifies him and all the noise is gone and it comes clearly into focus so uh, dan moreno for example regarded as one of the best quarterbacks of all time but he never won the super bowl so does does that bump him down i mean it's a team sport there's so many different moving parts and moving pieces that you know sometimes the best players will never win the super Bowl. sure sure do you if i think this is part of chris sims argument when we were when he's doing the top 10 quarter top 50 quarterbacks and he ranked cam newton ahead of tom brady and drew Brees, and what his argument was now he's saying at this point in their career currently but i do think i mean there's some merit here is that if you want to put Cam Newton with Sean Payton for the last ten years, right? 100%. Would that have would they have been better, worse, the same, or just different? Right. I don't know. It's apples and oranges. But here is that while I do, you got to factor that in. I think that's one of the reasons too. Just because a guy has a Super Bowl ring, like an Eli Manning or Ben Roethlisberger, I wasn't re- or Joe Flacco. That doesn't automatically enshrine them. Uh, and as well as, look, Jared Goff on this list, we didn't all of a sudden start calling him elite because we are crediting a ton of that success to Sean McVay. So Tom Brady has been with Bill Belichick, the best football coach of our generation. That has helped him. Drew Brees, when he put him with Sean Payton, peanut butter and jelly together, Cam Newton has done a ton with a with a lot less, but yeah, I want to see. I do believe that we haven't seen the best of Cam Newton as a I quarterback, which that is why I classify him as budding. Okay, and I, and I get that we're splitting hairs. Um, I, I I think that he's already an elite quarterback, and I think his numbers are. It, it, to, to anyone mentioning the numbers, that's so stupid because the the Panthers don't really even have a super pass happy uh offense like a lot of other teams do anyway so the fact that cam newton does put up the numbers that he does is a testament to what he's able to do but i wanted to mention for a second my next tier everyone in the simulated category in my mind has the potential to move up i i genuinely believe that patrick mahomes right five years give us five years and it would be different 
Yeah, these guys are going to absolutely. Uh, I mean, they're already household names. Do I think Deshaun Watson? Watson just that- got baptized in the River Jordan, brother. He's about yeah, to, he's so- about to become the next Russell Wilson. Jesus is going to smile on on Deshaun Watson. I think he's my favorite on this list, though, out of this group right here. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm a dude. I'm a Clemson fan. Yeah, okay? I, he's good. I love, I love me some Deshaun Watson. And then we get to the part of the list where, uh, you know, and this is what I was talking about. This next tier of players are the kind of players that they're not the best. They're not the most talented. But if you put a good football team around these men, I think that these are good enough quarterbacks to win you a Super Bowl. It's everyone from here down that I'm not sure about. Um, you know, Nick Foles, uh, uh, Matt Ryan. I, I, like I said, I just I, I don't feel Matt Ryan is an elite level anything in my mind. Boy, Trubisky went all the way up there. He got up there quick. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I don't shit on Mitch like everyone else does. I think Mitch uh, has a lot of potential. I don't think, um, especially once he puts more seasoning, that he'll be a liability to the football team. Um yeah, Philip Rivers, and then everyone below this. I just don't know if they're ever uh, that they're, they're not enough, on, especially now, on their own to to win the Super Bowl. You cannot depend on that quarterback. Um, in my mind, uh, you you cannot depend on uh, on the quarterback to to take you all the way. Matthew Stafford. Listen, Matthew Stafford this has not won a-, a playoff game. Uh, at all in his career, and he yeah. was drafted. Yeah, two, yeah, two thousand seven. I mean, come on, how long? How it long is the you- dysfunction of Detroit. There is so much terribleness there. But you're right. Is that is that you? you we've seen a lot. You, you, he's had opportunity. To me, though, a name on this list right here that is going back to our conversation about Cam and what rings can and can what they do and don't do for your legacy or or our feelings. You know, Philip Rivers is the guy on this list to me that I've never seen as an elite quarterback that everybody says has. And while he puts up some gaudy numbers and he's been in the league for a long time, he has never gotten his team over the hump either. No. And there were years uh, recently when Aaron Rodgers was hurt. Uh, the division was wide open. Case Kingham was the quarterback in Minnesota. And he still couldn't get it done. Like, I, I'm just, I, I don't know. I don't think Stafford. Who are you talking? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Stafford. Sorry. We're back yeah, on Stafford. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. And, um, and uh, yeah, that's what I was saying with, with Stafford and uh Susan Dins dropping a love bomb. Hello there, Susan. You know we love you. Um, and then uh, another thing, and Brandon Herbert says, and you put Pat below Cam Newton, you're a trip. Or I'm not rude by one season of football. Right. Yeah. I don't think – is that what we saw was exciting. But yeah, I, I is, is that it could be lightning in a bottle for all we know. He could – if he gets his leg ripped off and his career ends, that's like saying this is – I mean, Bo Jackson – we saw, you know, Bo Jackson was going to be the best football player ever, but he wasn't. Right. right. And then another thing is, is like, uh, look at the amount of talent that is on that Kansas City. That was a that was a playoff football team the year before 
without Patrick Mahomes. Now, don't get me wrong. I am not shitting on and Patrick And you Mahomes. have been a giant Patrick Mahomes fan. I Let's give her that. More so Mahomes. than I have. I am not ready to put him as elite yet. I think that Patrick Mahomes is and is going to be an incredible quarterback for a very long time. But I have seen Cam Newton do far more with far less. Now, maybe he hasn't thrown for 50 touchdowns, but again, look at the offensive coordinators that he's had. Look at the trash wide receivers that he's had outside of um, uh, uh, Steve Smith and, and, and Ted for two, two years. You know, so... Um, yeah, I, I just I want to see someone prove themselves. I believe that Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes will prove themselves, but I have to see it. Um, and there's a few other guys on the bottom who I feel have a lot of potential also. Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold. Everyone loves to shit on Josh Allen, but I think Josh Allen is like a white version of Cam Newton, if I'm being honest. You know, just has a cannon for an arm and is mobile. I mean, you know, the, the future is... Well, we need to see about. more. I mean, if if I'm yeah. still saying I want to see even more out of Cam Newton, um, I need to see, definitely see. I'm not going to have one or two seasons tell me what to believe about somebody because then right. I would have told you that uh, Matt Ryan was the best quarterback in the NFL at one point or I would have told you that Joe Flacco was one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL at one point. Now, or how about this? The name on this list that I want to push further and farther down, and I forget where I put him on mine, is Jameis Winston. I'm the one that's been low on Jameis Winston while everybody else has acted like he has shown so much as a player. I think that he has shown – I mean, he's about to be out of a job if they don't get it together this year. Yeah, 100%. And, um, yeah, I'm not um – yeah, and that's why I put them kind of low. I just don't feel uh, a lot of those guys are going to be the, the quarterbacks that would ever bring you to a promised land. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of quarterback play. Quarterback is my favorite position. Um, I love everything that they have to do pre-snap. Um, you know, knowing uh, that they have to be able to decipher coverages and know where the safeties are. I mean, they're the commander of the field, man. So I just feel like right now um, there are five guys that if you put them on your team, I mean, you're a, you're an instant contender. And I believe that about only five right now. And uh, I, I'm hopeful about most everyone in the tier right below that, even Andrew Luck. Uh, mm. I don't think I, – I, I know I – I mean, I know everyone likes to shit on him, and that's because we compare him to Cam Newton, and we prefer Cam to to Andrew because Cam is, in my opinion, more of a threat with what he's able to do um, and what he's had to do. But I, I think Andrew Luck is a damn good quarterback too, and I could easily see a scenario. I, I tell you this: I'd put Andrew Luck as my quarterback before I'd put Matt Ryan. Mm, yeah. Uh. Well. I think that, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, is that, we'll see. We'll see. Is that, again, I need more from Luck. I need to see more. But I, I would, I believe that. I'm with you. Is that, to me, they're interchangeable at that point. Pretty close. Yeah. Uh, is that we continue, I continue to believe that Luck had the higher upside. Right now, give me Deshaun Watson over both of those jokers. 
Yeah, true that, man. Deshaun's the truth. I mean, so, he might have been Cam the Newton over both of those jokers, too. Remember that. Is I'm take Cam Newton, number one, anything Cam can do, anything you can do, Cam can do better. I almost yeah, said it wrong. All right. That's the C3 Panthers podcast so far. We do not have any cat calls tonight. Unless you have any further comments on this QB ranking, you guys can tweet us and tell us where we're right and wrong on these QB rankings do we have, does Cody have Cam Newton too high? Does he have him too low? Is he a football god? I believe so. Now, hey, you can tweet me over in this. Um, so let's get to the final part of the show. Look, thank you, Susan, for joining the show and uh, for your, your contribution. We appreciate it. Thank you for everybody in the chat room. If you're listening right now, go ahead and smash that thumbs up button. Remember, the Cat Calls lines open all day, every day, 252 Two two eight fifty ninety eight. We're gonna be getting ready for that all in season. We're gonna have our own uh, kind of Talking Dead show about the yeah. all in. Um, and now is the part of the show that we all love, where we get to um, call out somebody. It's the longest running segment of the C three Panthers podcast. In fact, uh, the segment is called the Ice Up segment. It is, uh, it is our homage to Steve Smith, who shortly will be having his uh, Hall of Honor video dropped. I just watched both Jordan Gross's and Wesley Walls's before the show. A couple of things that shout out to stand out to me is that uh, Jordan Gross was far more important to this team than you could ever know. Oh, yeah. Gosh, it's kind of hard to see is that if you would have had it all in back in that day, we would have gotten a scene so much from that. Wesley Walls is a big nerd and a goofball still. He's funny. It's just funny. Yeah. And this. That's and, the only one I haven't seen yet. And uh, um, I do like this is that I like to see how, how Jordan Gross and Steve Smith are such tight buddies. Yeah. So this is our homage to Steve Smith, who will be coming up, and they better have the ice up, son, part ice up when he's telling them Talib Kweli, Akib Talib, or whatever his name was. <laughs> Tal- I always say the rapper's name, I know, and now I just <laughs> go with it. Uh, most, uh, yeah, is uh, Black Star Line. No, the the idea. Oh, I hope they have this up here, but. What we're trying to do is we call someone out in the world. We tell them to ice up, toughen up, to get it together. And, Cody, this week, my ice up – do you want to go first or you want me to go first? Uh, it doesn't matter. All I got right. a video. If you, right. I'm going to go, go first because I don't have a video. All right. And okay. we'll see. So, mine is this, is I am icing up the country of England and their soccer <laughs> team who lost to the United States of America today – Land of the free. We remain free. Sorry, Rich Kingston. Sorry, Jay Cryer. Sorry for your tears, Jay Cryer. But at the end of the day is this, is I need to know a couple of things. Number one, I understand, and I'm probably, I'm going to go look into it, but that you call your World Cup team England instead of Britain, right? But I guess, does that, who does that count? If you're, does, is Wales officially i mean i'm sure that's i know that's part of england but my question is do they stay away from britain because of ireland and scotland also does ireland have a team i guess i would assume they did since they're named england but i want to remind you guys today that america remains is three and oh versus england 
1781, when Cornwallis surrendered. 1815, the Treaty of Trent that ended the Second War of Independence, the War of 1812, where the, where the United States took a couple of bloody black eyes at times in a burned capital, but we still came out the land of the free, and today we defeated England in a very exciting match, one where the goalie actually stopped a penalty kick. That girl kicked it and missed the school bus, how do you miss the goal? It's so big. And the guy at the bar today, we were watching it. He said, I would just kick it straight down the middle. And I think that that's a good point. There was a, it was a rough and tough game, but we beat them today without our best player. And, uh, yeah. and that, or the, the rapian, rape, rapi, rapi, rapping girl or whatever her name is, rapio, rapping. The one that's fight with Donald Trump? Yeah, rap. So anyway, to you, England, ice up. Ha, we are, we remain uh, free today. And real quick, before I jump in to my ice up pick, shout out to Trill Warren. Because a few people are upset at me in the chat room, Justin Holbrook and, of course, Brandon Herbert, that I put Patrick Mahomes uh, at slightly below elite and not on. I did too. Nobody okay, got me crap. Right. Okay, but this is what I'm saying. Trill Warren has the best comment. If it was 2013 right now and we were making that list, we're all putting RG3 as an elite quarterback. True that. Off of that 2012 season. Oh my Trill gosh. Mike drop. Mike, Mike drop. drop. And listen, I, it's not. Listen, I am a Patrick. Again, people are going to use it against me, and it's so stupid. I am a Patrick Mahomes believer. I am a huge fan of Patrick Mahomes. The man is incredible. I, I mean, the man is absolutely incredible. I just want to see you do it more than once. I would have said that about Cam Newton. I would have said that about absolutely anyone. I think that's fair. So that's my justification. Um, now let's talk about some crooked cops, so I don't. All right, know. all right. Some crooked cops. Um, listen, uh, uh, being a police officer is a very tough job, but then there are people uh, like this fellow who um, basically they should never be protecting or serving. Uh, this man in uh, Florida has been caught putting drugs, planting drugs, on uh, traffic stop violators for a long time now. And uh, only the body cam footage uh, recently exonerated all of these people that have, you know, have been adamant that, no, I had no drugs on me. I had no drugs on me at the time. Uh, they just found out that he was doing this. And then they found out that he's been doing it for a long ass time. Uh, and, and, uh, I believe they are over, uh, so they fired him, but he has done this to multiple people. Do you know how many people's lives you ruin that way? Ruin their lives over, over financial ruin, reputation ruin, jobs ruin. Hmm. Just ruin ruins people's lives. I mean, there are people. And what kind of dumbass does this when there's a camera? Yeah, there's a body. 
And that's the reason Did why he miss the him. meeting where they said we put body cameras in yesterday? What kind of dumbass knows he's being filmed and still does this? Uh, come on. Like, he's not even trying, man. This is not James Bond we're talking about. <laughs> this is a, a granted dipshit who tried to ruin the lives of people that didn't deserve it. So to pieces of shit like this, I suck, son. All right, uh, ice up. So you heard it here is that uh, we are excited about Panthers football. That's why we do this every Tuesday. First, I do want to thanks to everybody that was in the chat room tonight. I want to give a shout out. Hold on. Uh, I've got so many retweets on my timeline at this moment. Lauren, I don't know. I'm a, how would you pronounce this? Uh, Do- Deutscher? Deutscher? Uh, look, I- it's D E U T S C H E R. Do share? Do share? Do it share? Do it share? Lauren, do share. That's what I'm going to say. Do share. Do share. Do share. Do share. Lauren, do share. Shout out to you. She said, excited for my three hour drive tomorrow. Not because I like driving, but because I like to listen to three hours of uninterrupted Panthers content. We're actually going to disappoint her this week with a short show of an hour and 15 minutes. Still can't keep it to an hour. My name is Tony Dunn. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. We're here every Tuesday night. We appreciate your support. You can continue to support us by just tuning in, sharing the show with a friend. Send this link like Lauren does and has tweets it out. Just that alone lets one other person find out about our podcast because there's a bazillion podcasts out there. The hard part is finding the ones that fit you and uh, that mess with your life perfectly. And we believe that this show is made for most Panther fans. So we want you all to be a part of it. Thank you for your support. Follow me on Twitter at cat underscore chronicles. Cody, where can they find you? At Cody Lack, C-O-D-Y-L-A-C on Twitter. Um, if you disagree with my rankings, hit me up. Let me know. As long as you're respectful, we can have a conversation until the cows come home. I don't care. All right. Uh, we'll see you next Tuesday. And until then, keep pounding. Keep pounding. Subscribe to the C3 Carolina Panthers podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, or anywhere you can catch an RSS feed. Check out CarolinaCatChronicles.com for the latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.